Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Last Factor Podcast. What is up, college lacrosse fans? You're listening to the fifth episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Daily. Today, we're going to talk about Syracuse's new coaching hire. We'll talk a little bit about the Donahue um, situation where Donahue stepped down as the uh, volunteer assistant. He's been a volunteer forever, but he was the offensive coordinator. And now uh, he, he had been demoted to volunteer assistant, just an overall assistant to the program. And as they brought in um, the new the new offensive coordinator here, so there's a lot of rumors and things swirling around that. Maybe I'll touch on it a little bit here after we talk about Costanza. But uh, but first, before we get into all of it, be sure to like, subscribe, whatever you do in podcast world, depending on where you're listening. Share the podcast with people. Make sure you check us out everywhere where we live. You're listening to this based out of um, anchor.fm forward slash lax factor, but you can listen to it anywhere. Podcasts are available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash lax factor. We're on Facebook, uh, lax factor. We're on Twitter, lax factor. And we are on Instagram, lax factor podcast. So find us wherever we are. And my question to you with this new Syracuse hire, what do you think about Syracuse hiring Tommy Costanza. What do you think about Kevin Donahue stepping down? Uh, I think that Kevin Donahue stepping down, if we don't go with any of the rumors that they're talking about, if we just take what the Syracuse staff is saying at face value, the reason Donahue stepped down is because he wanted a little bit more time with the family. He's been a volunteer offensive coordinator for a really long time. He's been a part of this program for a really long time. I've always been a fan of his because Syracuse offenses have traditionally performed well. I have criticized the Syracuse offensive schemes a little bit as of late, but I'm not. That's not a, crit, a criticism on Donahue. You know, I, what I always assumed was that Donahue was probably pulling his hair out as the kids were doing things that he probably didn't want them to do. But uh, bringing in, having him step down and bringing in Costanza, I like the Tommy Costanza hire. And the, my very first thought was that's going to help with recruiting. When they they brought in uh, March, the new offensive coordinator, I thought that's going to help with recruiting. Players like young coaches. Players like to be uh, inspired and spoken to by young coaches. Players love, typically love these club-level coaches that they have, and, and Costanza's one of those guys. He was the director at Sweet Lax. I believe he was the director at Sweet Lax, but he also coached there. I mean, the, the dude, as a player, his, his resume speaks for itself. Uh, 2009 USILA All-American, 2009 USILA Academic All-American, 2009 First Team All-SUNYAC, 2008 second team all suniac 2009 roy I, I took that as rookie of the year but he wasn't the rookie of the year in 2009 so i don't know what that means broke the school record for most goals in a single season with 52 10th in career points 162 fourth in career goals 107 single game suniac goals record of eight he's coached at hamden sydney uh under and then he's coached at wesley college uh he's been assistant coaches everywhere assistant at, at geneseo so went to Webster Schroeder High School. So this guy, this guy is he has he has threads out everywhere, but he is entrenched in upstate New York lacrosse um, in that coaching world. So my first thought was, you bring on the Sweetlax director, a Sweetlax coach. This guy has seen a ton of upstate New York talent come 
through Sweetlax automatically does the fact that one of the assistant coaches that is going to have hands on the defense, hands on goalies, hands on faceoffs, probably will help a little with the offense, but out of Desco's own mouth, one of the reasons he was hired specifically, because he can't recruit, one of the reasons he was hired specifically was to help Leland Rogers on the defensive side of the ball. And Leland Rogers and him apparently have a relationship. So Leland was apparently in, uh, instrumental in bringing Costanza to Syracuse, or at least in trying to get Costanza at Syracuse. And if Leland Rogers is a fan of yours, probably I'm going to be a fan of yours also. My first thought was that it would help with recruiting. Not, I didn't know right off the top, my right off bat, that an assistant coach can't recruit. But uh, that was one of the things that I had read recently was that he can't officially recruit, but it can't hurt to have the Sweet Lax director at Syracuse because that could still be part of the recruiting pitch. So if you're March and you're out there talking to a kid that played for Sweet Lax, maybe he played for Costanza. Maybe he just knows Costanza. His parents certainly know of Costanza if the kids are playing for Sweet Lax. That can't hurt. As part of your pitch that you now have Tommy Costanza on board also along with you and you've got a you know you're you're a young coach yourself who's gotten to coach the likes of Michael Sowers at Princeton. So I liked the hire right off the bat. I liked the fact that they bring in a club coach, a guy who was an attackman in college, but as a club coach is deeply entrenched in that world as he was, he's going to be naturally forced to get his hands on all aspects of the game and to develop all sorts of different players at every position. So I like the hire in that way that they they did hire a legitimate utility guy. This guy can be used wherever he is needed. He will have insight. He is an, an attackman, an accomplished attackman at the Division three level. He's going to have insight to offer the offense, even if they don't ask him. Uh, and then from the defensive side, sometimes attackmen are good at helping defenders because we're the ones that get beat on all the time by you guys. We're the ones that are trying to game you guys. So he'll be able to help in that capacity. Attackmen are always excellent with goalies, even if it's just to warm up that goalie and work with him on a daily basis and and talk him through various things. So attackmen are good at that. So uh, this type of hire is great in terms of the utility he's going to provide for the, for the program. I think this hire is great in what it's going to do for recruiting because it can't hurt to name drop him, especially as you're just hit. Listen, if Syracuse could snag, you know, one of the top three gut kids uh, every other year coming out of the Sweet Lax program, they're they're going to be pretty happy with that. And if this guy can help with that in any manner. It, the hire is worth it in itself, but this guy can hold his own and every aspect of the field as a coach, I believe, and I, I like the hire. On the Donahue thing, if we if we take Syracuse for their word, Donahue just wanted to step down, spend more time with his kids. There is a little bit of rumblings that this may have been a forced move. I have no idea how true they are. I know I've talked to three people uh, around the program, and uh, and all of them say that like Donahue. There was no problem with the players in Donahue. The players loved Donahue, as far as I know. Uh, I was a fan of Donahue. I know Desco and Donahue go way back. So I was actually surprised. I figured if they were going to make a coaching change at Syracuse, that they they were going to wipe out that entire coaching staff and that they were going to bring in a new full coaching staff. So when Donahue was the one to step down and the rumblings were that that offensive coordinator move was forced – Either maybe maybe it was Desco even I don't know maybe I, I don't think that's something I would ask him outright because that's his buddy but you know maybe Desco decided hey we need a new offensive coordinator maybe Donahue wanted to step down so Desco said okay now we got to bring in a new offensive coordinator but the rumblings were it was forced the rumblings were not that it came from Desco's side or the coaching staff side the rumblings were that it was forced 
that they were forced to bring in a new offensive coach. I, I have no way to verify that or if it's true or not. I'm just telling you, you know, what the rumors are. And I hope that those aren't true because Donahue was a soldier for this Syracuse program and uh, he's done a great job. I haven't been pleased with the way that the offense has performed over the last handful of years, but that's not Donahue's fault. I, I put that mostly on the fact that you, you just look at the team. Donahue didn't have a legit 100% stud All-American on that squad over the course of the last three or four years. The years that his boy was playing and uh, with Rice, that those offenses, that was one of the most deadly, efficient uh, methodic offenses that I've ever seen in the history of college across. People talked about that one of the years Maryland won the national title, one of the first years, how their offense was a little too boring. You know, they, they slowed tempo down too much. But I always looked at those those Maryland teams and Notre Dame teams when Notre Dame was getting to the Final Four. I always looked at those teams as being methodical offenses that were actually fun to watch. Yeah, they only scored six, seven, eight goals in a game. But if you were a fan of offensive lacrosse, they ran offenses and they never stopped. So it wasn't like a slow pace. It was just they didn't take bad shots. And teams that don't take bad shots can be called boring, but they're putting up, they're scoring points at a highly efficient rate. They're not turning the ball over and giving up fast breaks. So Donahue's teams over the last 10 years, uh, you know, over the last five years, they've been rough, but we haven't had that stud that could carry the offense and that could draw, turn heads, draw slides and make things happen. Uh, we have that now. So I feel like this would have been that team that was just going to roll, you know, despite the fact they hadn't in, in past years. Um, and the other thing was like with, with the, with the rice offense, the, the, the year with rice and Donahue on attack, that team, it was crazy. They, they should have won a national title that year. And they ended up losing to Duke because they couldn't win a face off to save their lives in that title game. That off, it was a shame that offense was paired with that face off uh, group because they literally against Duke that year, they got roached at the face off X in the national championship game. And they still hung and tried to make a game of it because they were that good. But that, that year, that was one of the best offenses I've ever seen. And it was one of the lower scoring Syracuse's off uh, Syracuse teams that you'll see. I think if you ran the numbers, but moral of the story, I'm a big Donahue fan. I'm sad to see him go. I, but I'm also excited at the same time because I think Costanza is a great hire. I know that March is a great hire. Uh, and it, it's just, we haven't had a lot of excitement surrounding the Syracuse program because there haven't been any changes. This program has been, has been one thing for a really long time. And uh, even though that they, they've performed well, and, and I'm not one of those guys that's slamming the coaching staff because this coaching staff has had this team equipped heading into the tournament to, to be ready to go. They were the one and two seed uh, twice over the last five or six years. Uh, they're making the tournament every year. They're competing for an ACC title every year. They're beat, they beat Duke the last three seasons as Duke has been ranked number one through two or three or whatever. So, I mean, this team, the, the, you don't fire a coaching staff that has the team in the tournament every year and that has the team playing at this high level every year. Every year, they're pretty much a top 10 team. And, it, you know, we can still we, we even take that for granted. The only failure out of this staff and out of these teams have been they just haven't progressed into the NCAA tournament as we've hoped and they haven't got back to the Final Four. But you don't fire staff a staff for that. So I am leaning into believing to a degree the coaching staff and that this was all on Donahue. He just needed, he wanted to step down and it just wasn't in it. He wasn't in it fully anymore, but uh, you know, and, and that's what I hope because it would be a lot nicer. And I just don't like to see, especially in the lacrosse world, especially guys who coached like I have 
we don't want to dump on each other and I, I don't want to dump on coaches and I don't want to share rumors about coaches, but we also in the lacrosse world have to get over our butt hurt and get over the weirdness there. If lacrosse is going to grow, these things are eventually going to come out. Something like uh, Hopkins losing their top defender. We don't know really why they've, they've lost him. And if this was football, we would know exactly what the hell happened. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, but if lacrosse is ever going to get to the point that it's as popular as some of these other sports and, you know, you see all of these same guys that are complaining about never being able to see a game on TV. They're also the same guys that are complaining that it's none of our damn business. Why Donahue and what happened with that, that whole coaching change. And I agree. It's none of our damn business, but it doesn't mean that people don't want to know and that eventually these types of things are going to come out. So I don't necessarily want to be the guy to, to, to drop those, drop those bombs, but, uh, it is there and it's eventually going to happen. So we'll talk about it. Um, but either way, I'm excited. I think Costanza is going to do a good job for the program. I think he's going to fit in well. I think the utility he provides is going to be off the charts. And it's just good to see some changes because now we're going to start figuring out uh, how much the like we'll be able to start seeing in the year or two. I think it already has shown that bringing in March, I believe we've landed a couple of recruits that look pretty decent, but you know, you don't know why we we've landed some pretty decent recruits that have either flipped or just haven't panned out. You know, you look at some of the, some of the guys that we've had from upstate New York, uh, you know, cook, one of them, Griffin cook was a huge, huge recruit. And I think he's about to have his breakout season. So I think with Syracuse, it hasn't necessarily even been about recruiting, maybe about missing on some guys here and there, some guys just not developing like they've hoped, but I am looking forward to the season. I can't wait to get a chance to talk to uh, some of the coaching staff. I can't wait to get a chance to talk to some of the players uh, this upcoming season, and uh, we'll start figuring things out. But that is today's episode. I really rambled a lot. I had no notes today. I just sat here rambling in the dark into a microphone with no notes facing my wall. So that's what that's what you get when I do this. But I'm going to keep pumping these things out daily as long as you guys are listening. So again, thank you for listening. Be sure to go to anchor.fm forward slash lax factor. That's kind of the hub for this, but you can find us anywhere where we have podcasts. If you're listening, you already know that, but also be sure to go to youtube.com forward slash lax factor. We do video shows, video podcasts. We put up a ton of crap up there. So be sure to hit us up there as well. And as always, if you want to support us beyond that, just go to laxfactor.com. You can buy hats, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff related to the podcast and just random lacrosse stuff. So that is it. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. There's only like two of you out of 100 that are gals, but thanks for everyone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.